good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you are. Thank you for joining us again on another special uh, episode. This time, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a witness. And uh, thank you for joining us and uh, taking this journey with us. Um, so, I'd say, let's just kind of dive right into it. And when it comes to being a witness, uh, I want to kind of demystify <laughs> some of the, some of the uh, maybe the, the thoughts and ideas around it. Because um, for some reason, um, and this is just my mileage, mm -hmm. but um, I see Christians all too often where they try to separate the church and uh, like the workplace, mm -hmm. um, where uh, when we think of being a witness, we think that, you know, uh, people got to be like out on the streets or door knocking, which there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But... Um, maybe taking a different approach and looking at um, our witness as being anywhere we are at any given time. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe a, a better way to uh, talk about it uh, this evening would be um, our ministry. You know, what is our ministry? Uh, for you and me, uh, what is our ministry as uh, as uh, uh, husbands and fathers, and what is our ministry when it comes to uh, not just the church but our lives in Christ? Mm -hmm. So, uh, do you want to you want to kind of start us off with anything? Uh, uh, well, for, first of all, I want to play play a little game because it's so easy sometimes to just get in um, church mode. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I grew up in church. You know, now I'm I'm going to steal someone else's story, but it's such a good story. I had a drug problem as a child. My dad drug me to church every time they unlocked the door. <laughs> I was actually at church picking shingles up <clears throat> off the ground because the church needed a brand new roof. And the roofer said if the church would church people would do the cleanup, it'd save us money. So I was like 11 years old, walk around throwing shingles in a dumpster. You know, so... <laughs> So I grew up in church, and I'm blessed. That's an amazing thing. If you don't have that testimony, get a testimony and give that to your kids, okay? But that's where I was. Brendan, he's my son. He had this issue. We're in church. So all of a sudden, we're in church, and there's these amazing words. Amen, hallelujah, goest, doest, thouest, <laughs> King James, prayest. And, uh -huh. and, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, it's ministry. Mm -hmm. How about tonight, we just say Service. Service. Because uh, Brent talked about we want to demystify it. I'd like to kind of de... I'd like to suck the religion out of it. Because if I talk about service, everybody knows what good service is. You know, waiters, waitresses, a, 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 a salesman, a, 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 a cashier, you know, uh, a, a, a contractor working on my house providing me a service that we pay for services all the time. Mm -hmm. But say, well, I don't pay for ministry. Well, that's okay. But you pay for services. That's what we do. We expect service. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to not talk about ministries. I'd like to talk about what, what's your service. Realize this too. God made you unique and special. And if you're a believer, it says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So you're walking where He wants you to walk. Mm -hmm. And you're doing what He wants you to do. So you have a service to perform to humanity. Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest, 
be the servant of all. Mm -hmm. Okay, King James, if you want to be the greatest, do the best service. Mm -hmm. So, so when, when, when it comes to what is my service, what, what, what am I supposed to do for the Lord? And I want to break down a couple other things too, that in the Bible we look at apostles, prophets, preachers, teachers, evangelists. We, we look at these things. Now, what's kind of cool about this is <coughs> Jesus in Matthew 28, Mark 16, He says, He doesn't talk about any of those. He says, be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to go back to the Old Testament, you know, to, in the Ten Commandments. It actually doesn't say don't lie. It says don't bear false witness. Now, if you lie, you bore false witness. Okay? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so I just didn't get you out. Okay, I, I, I can lie. No, you can't lie. Lying is always a false witness. Yeah. But a false witness is actually someone who can tell a true story that didn't witness it. Mm -hmm. So... So with, with, with me and Bren, if, if, if Brendan's, he, he, he was coming from his house to my house, Brendan sees a herd of 300 albino deer, which would really stick out no matter where you are. Yeah. 300 albino deer. Brendan comes and says, hey, I seen a, a herd of 300 albino deer. Now, what do I have to say? I say, hey, Brendan told me. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you. I saw Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think uh, one, one, one of the issues we got to get into when we're dealing about witnessing, to be a witness for Jesus, you have to be a Christian. Because mm -hmm. if you're not a Christian, if you're telling about Jesus, then you are bearing, actually bearing false witness. You're talking about somebody you don't know. In, in, in the book of Acts, there are seven sons of Sceva, Jewish sorcerers, and they're casting out demons. How are they doing it? We cast you out in the name of Jesus, the God of Paul. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the story looks like apparently it must have worked once or twice before it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And a demoniac says, I know who Jesus is. I know who Paul is. I don't know who you are. Now, what's that talk about? Reference and authority. I know Jesus has authority. I know Paul has authority. You've got no authority. Yeah. And then this demoniac beats a tar and said it beats them naked, basically what mm -hmm. it says. They run out for no fear of their life. The false witness. So when we talk about witnessing, it's about telling what you've seen and heard. Maybe it's hard for Christians to witness if they're not seeing and hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you said about it's hard to tell somebody about somebody. It's hard to tell someone about somebody you don't know about. Yeah. And, you know, with, uh, with Christians, you know, how much do we know about Jesus to be able to share Him with somebody else? Or, you know, what can I tell somebody about what Jesus has done for me? Mm -hmm. You know, like, can you or can't you? Uh, now, assuming that you can, I pray that you can, um, I want us, when it comes to the idea of witnessing or service or ministry, I want us to look at our jobs as our ministry. <clears throat> you know, like, um, you're, a, you're a pastor at Worthington Assembly of God. Um, the Lord's put me in a, a, a pastor position at Pleasant Hill mm -hmm. outside of Odin. Mm -hmm. um, that is a ministry. Mm -hmm. But being a pastor isn't my only ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'd say for Christian men, you know... Uh, how we interact with our wives, you know, are we good? Are we good ministers at home? Mm -hmm. You know, how we uh, how we're raising our kids. Are we good ministers with our kids? <clears throat> Outside of that, um, what you do for a living, are you a good minister where you are employed? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I work at a dental office through the week, and I have shared Jesus. Uh, I would say I, I've shared Jesus on a witnessing scale more at the dental office than I do at church. You know, when people come to church, that's usually the people that are saved. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we when we meet together at church, that's for building and encouraging the believers. Mm-hmm. But most of the people there have already got it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you don't you don't usually see a ton of people getting saved at church. Uh, people do get saved in church, but a lot of my witnessing happens outside the church, in the workplace, in the uh, in, in the fields, you know, yeah. um, biblical reference fields. <clears throat> and when it comes to that, I do a lot of that at my workplace. Um, just to throw something out here, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it's talking about the body of Christ, something interesting I'm just going to pick out here real quick. In verse 28, it says, And in the church God has appointed first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also having gifts of healing. Now this is where it gets kind of interesting. It says, Those able to help others, those with gifts of administration... And so, and then it talks about uh, and uh, those speaking in different kinds of tongues, um, but how interesting is it that it brings out gifts of administration? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, every one of us has been given gifts, or if we want to use a parable from Jesus, mm-hmm. um, we've all been given talents. Yeah. And something interesting, something interesting about the uh, the talents parable is uh, the master of the house gives one five, mm-hmm. one two, and one one talent. And right after the, he disperses the five, two, and one, it says uh, he gave to each one according to their abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that had the five talents, he went out and got five more. Mm-hmm. The master commended him. The one that had two talents, he went out and got two more. Mm-hmm. The master commended him. The one that had one talent, he went, dug a hole, and uh, hid his talent. So when the master came back, he only had the one talent the master gave him. And the interesting thing about that is at the end of the parable, um, it says that that, um, that servant was cast out, and it called him an unprofitable servant. Yeah. Did it say maybe they say wicked or lazy? Um, I, I don't want to get words, but but it is. And the same time, the the guy, the the individual had the five, and the individual had two. It looks like the reward was the same for yeah. the master. He was commended. The commendation was the same, but for the one who did nothing, he was lost. Yeah, actually, I, I won't say that was. Uh, if I can't find it quickly, yeah, then that's. But um, see here, whoever does not have, it says. Uh, and throw that worthless servant outside in darkness. Now, in the um, in the New King James, I have NIV here tonight. In the New King James, uh, that's Matthew twenty-five, verse thirty. Matthew uh, twenty-five, verse thirty. I think I'm New King James here. But I just I, I thought it was interesting how it used the word unprofitable. Twenty-five, thirty. Yes. 
And you might want to go like to either verse 28 or 29 to get a little bit of uh, context here. All right. But Lord, here's 26. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Mm -hmm. you know, it does say that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I reap where I have not sowed. So it says, no, you know I was expecting you to use this. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't given to him to save. It was given to him to use. It was a, a and what's kind of cool even in the, the King James, talent, it, it's actually a reference to a money, a, a, Correct. a, a, yeah. a currency. Mm -hmm. But in English, talent is a skill set or mm -hmm. an ability. Yeah. But the Lord has gifted us um, with things, and we are to use those for the building of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And how we build the kingdom is using our talents mm -hmm. in in witnessing wherever we're at. Yeah, and no matter how many talents you have. Yeah, you know, true. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what your talent or talents are. It's to be used, mm -hmm. not stored, not sit on. It is to be used. You know, with 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 the idea of, of being a witness is just you know, being able to to tell people, like I said in my mind, what I've seen in her. When when I think about witnessing, I you know I I I I, I kind of re I, I I I I I like to reference you know um, visiting, sharing, talking to people, and and a lot of times when. Well, I grew. I where 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 I actually grew up in church. They were they were talking about witnessing one night. I was, I was a young man, and and there was there's a horrible statement made. I was young enough to know this was wrong, but not old enough to know how wrong it was. That the they they were they were talking about Matthew twenty eight where it says you're to be my witnesses and to go everywhere. And in in, in in Acts chapter one, Jesus said. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost to be my witnesses, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the world. So yeah. it's like here, there, <laughs> here where you want to be, there where you don't want to be, and then everywhere else you go. Mm -hmm. This idea of being a witness. And, and there was a, a, a gentleman that actually said, talking to the minister, said, well, pastor, why should I have to witness? What do we pay you for? Ooh. Ooh. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, it's like doggone it. Because Jesus said, go. Now, the, the go is us. Yes, there is. There is. Uh, ministry, there's leadership, there's this, but the idea of being a witness is part of being a Christian. I think maybe this is a weakness in the American church is that is that we've allowed our church to be an institution mm -hmm. with a hierarchy in, in instead of a body that has Jesus at the head, and we're supposed to be moving mm -hmm. like it is. And the, and the witness is, is just is just to tell people. Why well, no? Listen, when you get saved. You've got something to tell somebody. I mean, yeah, you you, you may not you may not be able. Hey, say I I learned the books of the Bible by singing them. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to sing all sixty six books of the Bible, you know. But you can tell them what Jesus did for you. Mm -hmm. That that a, a a a lot of times, I may not have the prayer I prayed today answered, but I have answered prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, and and because of of what God's done for me, I can always say what God's done for me. You know, mm -hmm. kind and. I know some people get nervous. Well, a public speaking, how how do you ask people? I'm going to pick on all of you right now. I'm going to look right at this camera. If I want the right camera, looking right at this camera, <laughs> I'm looking right at you. Okay, you are a public speaker. You have spoken in front of hundreds of people. You have stood up, went to the front, and demanded attention, and you have said exactly what you wanted. 
You've done it every time you went to a fast food restaurant and ordered a number six. <laughs> you, you got to the front, there's a stranger that didn't know you, and you told them you wanted a number six and you wanted it without a tomato. And you said that in front of 50, 60, 70 people. There were cars lined up outside. You didn't care a bit. You told them exactly what you wanted because you knew what you wanted <laughs> and you knew how to describe it. And if you've ever ordered one of those crazy coffees, coffee for me, black. You know, uh, if there's something, there's a name. I, I, I get coffees that are desserts, okay? Mm -hmm. that's my, But I can say the name. But if you're one of those people out there who say, well, I'm just too nervous to witness. If you can go to a coffee shop and give them a name that includes more than three words, you're a public speaker. Yeah. But when you know what you're talking about, you have no trouble talking about it. And I, I, I challenge people that, you know, we, we talk about where, where, where are you? You know, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who said the quote. It could have been somebody famous. It could have been somebody local to me. But, but, but they said that we need to share Jesus every day, all the time, and even sometimes use words. <laughs> now, I say that because people say, well, you know, you, 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 you have to have the walk if you've got the talk. But you also have the talk, too. You know, if I live a godly life in front of you, I need to tell you it's because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not because of my history, my background. It's not because my mom and dad, my grandma and granddad. It, it, it wasn't because I was blessed beyond measure and I just happened to fall in, 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 into, the, into the silver spoon of positivity. Mm -hmm. No, it's Jesus. So yes, I have to walk it out. I have to show you, but I still have to tell you why. It's Jesus. I think the, t the, the telling why is huge. Because I hear so many Christians nowadays, they're like, well, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I mean, if you say something, you need to back it up with how you act. But I've almost seen people use that as a crutch to not say anything. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, we we have to understand. Well, uh, before I go any further, uh, I would challenge you, please, please, please. Go to Acts chapter one. Read what Jesus said, because this is this is big. And if you're a Christian, then you really need to get this down deep. But um, Jesus told his disciples to not leave Jerusalem till they received the gift. Yeah. Jesus then told his disciples what the gift was and what it was going to do for them. And I'm I'm going to read to you. I'd like you to read it yourself. You know, but. In Acts chapter 1, in verse 7, Jesus says to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The whole purpose for receiving the power of the Holy Spirit was to be His witness. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel like Christians are seeking prophecy and tongues and healing, but not understanding why they need to be uh, why they mm -hmm. need to be seeking it. Mm -hmm. um, you know these these are amazing gifts. They are amazing gifts, and they are real gifts. But we need to be seeking. I, I do believe we need to be seeking these gifts. But we need to be seeking them for the building and encouraging of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, 
uh, how how awesome a testimony would it be if your unsaved coworker is uh, got some some physical ailment and you pray with them and they become healed. And then in that moment when they become healed, you're able to tell them exactly where the healing came from, you know? And so, um, so there is power in the Holy Spirit, and there are gifts, gifts mm-hmm. of prophecy, which, you know, prophecy, uh, to kind of dumb it down, prophecy just means a word from the Lord. It doesn't necessarily have to be a future, future event, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, prophecy means a word from the Lord. But how... How encouraging is it whenever the Lord speaks to you and you're able to give uh, give a word from the Lord mm-hmm. to uh, either a Christian as an encouragement or to an unbeliever uh, to show the power of God? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Well, when we, when we went to the book of Acts, you know, Acts 1 tells us why. I, I looked at, okay, Acts 1, Acts 2, there's the promise. Mm-hmm. They got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They go out, and it's, it says this at the end of chapter 2. And and said, and that, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking bread and prayers. So I said, okay, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. So the apostles are teaching us. So I go back to back to Matthew twenty-eight. Jesus commands the mm-hmm. apostles, said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Matthew twenty-eight. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you. Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end. And I, I want to just kind of point those things out that it goes on to say at the end of chapter two that there were people be, people being saved daily. Mm-hmm. Well, how are they being saved daily? There's only there's 12 apostles. There's 120 upper room. 3,000 people get saved. People get saved daily, not because the apostles are setting up tents and having meetings. Mm-hmm. It's because the apostles have witnessed to people, mm-hmm. said, this is the Jesus we knew. Mm-hmm. So that guess what? They meet Jesus. Now that they met Jesus, they begin to tell their neighbors and friends and coworkers, mm-hmm. this is the Jesus that I met. And the amazing thing for me is how complicated we made it now. In the book of Acts, you have... People that have got... Now, I'll share this though. I do believe Jesus was a well-known figure in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter Mm 2. He had just been crucified uh, during Passover. The Jews that were in Jerusalem during Pentecost were Jews that should have been there at Passover to at least hear about this stuff. No, they may not knew Jesus, but there's a prophet who does miracles raised from the dead. I mean, that's stuff that gets around pretty quick. The Pharisees hate him. Every, you read mm-hmm. the Gospels. Everybody knew the Pharisees hated him. Mm-hmm. So they knew about a Jesus. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference about knowing about? Well, all of a sudden, the apostles knew him. Mm-hmm. And then I met him. Mm-hmm. And now I can tell you, I know him. And what are we doing? The apostles' doctrine. What's the apostles' doctrine? They're just doing what Jesus told them to. So these people that are witnessing, if they've only been around an apostle... For Peter preached a sermon and John sat down and told them about Jesus, what are they telling their friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what Peter preached and what John just told them. Mm-hmm. And people are getting saved. You know, if you think that you've got to come to some doctrinal degree mm-hmm. to actually tell people about Jesus, then, then, then you've been getting over to believe a lie that Satan tells too, that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. No, I don't deserve to sit in my pastor's chair in my office. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the resources. I don't have the background. I don't have the education. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. But what I do have, I've got a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus tells me something, I can tell you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and what and, and and what what what's that witness? That witness is just telling you what he's told me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know, and 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 I and I, I I do challenge people a lot because there's going to be a lot of people come and you say, well, this is what Jesus said. Well, it needs to be it needs to be confirmed in His Word. Mm-hmm. And I say that because uh, Brent talked about prophecy. There's a lot of stuff going on right now that 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 kind of gives me the creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, that that there's there's I feel like a a a, a lack of fear of, fear of the Lord is like, man, if God said it, I can't help but say it. If God didn't say it, I better not say it. Mm-hmm. But I can always tell you about how good He is. You know, He does save me. He does keep me. You know, and, yeah. and, 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 and the testimony and the witness I've got, you know, if it's in God's Word, I believe it. Don't have to understand it. You know, and, and, and I've, I've got this not only to walk it out, but to want to know more. You know, it's like... Um, Okay, here, here at the house, we we, we I, I've been blessed to get to try different foods, different stuff, different coffees. You know, we talk about how to make coffee today. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so here's the deal, because there's these things I like. I've found out where to get it, but then all of a sudden I think, wonder if I can make it. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden we start looking up. Hey, if I like this flavor coffee, can I make this flavor coffee? Peanut butter coffee is what I was talking about. We got a peanut butter coffee. Then I found out how to make a peanut butter coffee. So guess what? When I met Jesus, that was an amazing thing. But now I can hang out with Jesus. The blessings that Jesus gives me, now if I hang out with Him, not only can He just keep giving it to me, but He can bring me in to help show me how to produce those things in my life. That Jesus is my peace, but now all of a sudden being with Him, I I, I get I get an inside track where... Mm-hmm. He just doesn't begin to pour through me. He begins to produce it out of me. And the Bible talks about out of our out of ourselves will flow streams of living water. That's not my living water. It's His living water. But it needs to come through me through that attachment that that I I can tell you about the Jesus I know the day I get saved. But what's really cool is that I've been saved. I've been in His Word. I have no I have no inability to go for a while talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you say I'm going to challenge you. If, if you've been saved, <laughs> okay, when, when a pastor says challenge, pastors have different language too. The word challenge means I'm going to encourage some and insult some. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to challenge you. If you say that you've been a Christian for five years, go and try to ramble. Tell me about your five years with Jesus. You know, when somebody asks you how your day's going, do you think about what God's done for you or are you thinking about the problem, the issue, the complaint? Now, I'll be honest, there's a lot of things just slap you flat in the face. You no, know, something breaks down, your house catches fire. Yes, that's the first thing you're... I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about when you're going down the road, you're going in a public place, you're going to your workplace. Have you thought, I am an ambassador for Lord Jesus Christ... Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is live like he tells me to and tell people I'm living like he tells me to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you are totally fine. Um, I was just thinking, I, I don't want uh, any Christian to uh, to limit witnessing or ministry yeah. to teachers and pastors. Yeah. You know, um, if if you are... A, uh, a teacher at a public school, then those kids 
if if you're a born again believer, then those that that is your ministry, your mission field, it's your, your mission service. field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a dental assistant at a dental office in Odin, Indiana. That's my mission field. That's my ministry. Um, you know, yes, I'm a pastor, but my identity isn't in being a pastor. My identity is being a child of the living God, mm-hmm. and everything needs to flow out of that and come mm-hmm. from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're working at McDonald's, that is your ministry. That's your mission field. And um, something else that, uh, that I like Doug says at church, mm-hmm. he said, is there, is there enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? Yeah. Like, not what you say about yourself, mm-hmm. but do the people around you, can the people around you convict you of being a Christian? Yeah. Now, when, when you're talking about, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter where you're at or what your vocation is, but sometimes I, I want to challenge some of us too, say, okay, um, the, the, the person working at, at that business, mm-hmm. that, that's, their, that's their service for the Lord. But if I'm a patron... No, if I go in to be a customer at a fast food place. Yeah, absolutely. That's also, now it's my mission field. And maybe I'm not to witness to the people around me, but you know, do, do the people that take my order mm-hmm. say, you know what? I see something different in them and it, it's Jesus. Or am I just another com, 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 complaining whiner mm-hmm. that, 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 that is a pain <laughs> To the people serving me, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 this 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 witness is this service that even when I'm asking someone to serve me, they may be serving me a product, a, a lumber from a lumber yard, a, a a service on the car, grease job, oil change. They 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 might be serving my food or coffee, but what they're serving me, I'm still in there. I'm still in them to do the service mm-hmm. to serve them, Jesus. And I may not have 15 minutes to, to go down the Roman road and talk about salvation, but I can give them a smile and ask how their day's going and mean it. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. <laughs> a lot of people ask, how's your day going? And they don't really want to know, but it, to mean it. Why? Because Jesus cares. You mm-hmm. know? And that sometimes you can show that, that compassion and concern in just a few minutes, and you may not get to tell them Jesus, but you might. Yeah. See, I, I, I want you to seize moments. If you don't get to tell them about Jesus, it's because they limit it. They limit it from you, not because you limit it from them. Yeah. Um, the Lord just the Lord helped me out this past Saturday because mm-hmm. um, I, I was telling you before we were filming mm-hmm. that um, this past Saturday I had a horrible eight a.m. to eleven thirty, <laughs> like uh, that that three and a half hours, whatever it was. <clears throat> Everything I touch broke or broke down. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible. It was a horrible morning, and I was kind of pouting about it. And uh, Liz came out and she said that she was getting lunch ready, and uh, I said, "Well, I'm not eating." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, we'll get better." <laughs> so she goes in and she's making lunch, and I don't know. I just I wasn't happy, and so I thought, "Well, if I'm gonna be unhappy, I might as well be full." <laughs> So I went inside, and she was making lunch, and I sat down, and uh, Magnus came up and sat next to me. And he could tell that I, Magnus is, uh, is one of my sons, um, and he sat down next to me, and he started telling me about a friend that he has at school. 
And he said, he said, my friend at school, she doesn't believe in Jesus. I said, well, that's not good. That's kind of sad. And he said, he said, I want to tell her about Jesus. And then he started, he's like, I want to tell her that Jesus loves her, that Jesus died for her, that Jesus wants to save her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, this is my second grader, you know? Yeah. I was just really kind of, I was like, that's really awesome. Yeah. And then he looks up at me, and like I said, I've been kind of pouting. Uh-huh. And he looks up at me and he says, I want to tell people about Jesus like you tell people about Jesus. And I was like, oh, you know, like the Lord gave me a big old booster shot and whipping at the same time, you know. Uh, and I just thought, you know, I'm getting all bent out of shape about things that 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 aren't going to matter 50 years from now. Yeah. And um, I tell you that story to kind of what are we getting wrapped around the axle with mm-hmm. that is not going to matter in eternity? Um, and maybe... Now, I, I understand... So please hear me right. I understand that there are there are daily cares and there's things that break that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. Um, but, you know, what if we invested more care into the things that are going to matter a hundred years from now. And I'm talking about souls. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people. Um, and when it comes to witnessing, I'm a firm believer, and you can have your own opinion, but this is mine, and I think it's biblical. When it comes to witnessing, it starts at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you conduct your 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 home life and your your home affairs mm-hmm. you know um men how you treating your wives how you treating your kids um do they know jesus you know are you being a good example of jesus to them mm-hmm. and then when we branch out from there you know uh are we like dad said earlier are are we truly interested in the uh, the eternity of others Mm -hmm. and so um when it comes to witnessing i don't want to get into uh into the the do this do that because everybody is so unique and different um one thing that i did hear a long time ago that stuck with me this long um i pray it always sticks with me uh heard a guy say uh people aren't going to care what you know until they know that you care Mm -hmm. and uh I've just found a lot of value in that where, you know, when I talk to strangers or even people that, you know, even, you know, friends and family, um, if they know that you have a genuine care for them, then they're going to, they're going to give consideration to what you got to say after that. But if they don't think you care for them, they're not, they're not going to give a hoot what you try telling them. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus Jesus embodied nobody spoke out so fiercely against sin and yet loved so deeply the sinner than Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my original quote that came from somebody else, but I like it. You know, Jesus was not afraid to tell somebody 
that they weren't living right, but he didn't just beat them up and leave them. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jesus told somebody that they weren't living right, he also showed them the right way too. Mm -hmm. And so with us as Christians, you know, sometimes we are going to be called to say, you know, this is sin. But then we need to follow that up with, you know, but I got I know a savior who saves us from yeah. sin. So that's that's kind of all I've got on, on that. Uh do you want to say or well, now we always talk about doing that salvation. We're talking about witnessing, so how about this? How about we just be short almost crude at the end here. So so he, he, here's what we look at. What are we when we talk about witnessing about Jesus? Jesus came to save us. But first of all, we got to understand this. Brent just said, nobody talked as strongly against sin. So let, let me, if you're out there and you're a Christian, you'll understand this. If you're either not a Christian, you need to understand this. The Bible says this, that, that and we, we, we know Exodus 20, 10 commandments. There's, there's actually Leviticus, there's lots of commands, but we, 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 we can pick out the 10. Mm -hmm. It says, bear, don't bear false witness. We talked about that just a minute, but let's just say, a lie is always a false witness. So guess what? If you've ever lied, you're a liar. There's no liars that get to heaven. So right now, according to the, the last show, the Old Covenant, according to the Old Testament, you're a liar and you're condemned. Jesus said, I didn't come in the world to condemn the world. The world's condemned already. So all of you liars out there, including the ones that are in here, <laughs> you know, you're not going to make it. You can't be in heaven. Okay, well, that's, that's terrible. You're, you're judging me. No, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you this, this is the rule. See, there's a difference between telling someone the rule and judging them. <laughs> Apparently, if I tell you that no liars get to heaven, you get upset, then you understand the rule. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll say this, though. Jesus came to pardon you. Mm -hmm. So the idea, when I'm witnessing Jesus, I'm not witnessing Jesus that I'm better than you. I'm not. You know, we've all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. What I'm telling you, though, and a lot of people say, well, a lot of times we talk about Jesus. Jesus did not come to make you happy. Jesus came to make you holy mm -hmm. because you can be happy on your way to hell. It says sin's pleasurable for a season. So Jesus didn't come to make me happy. Jesus came to make a way that I can get to heaven, that I, by my own actions, failed God. And that failure means I am worthy of the punishment of eternal separation from Him. You can call that hell, you can call that lake of fire, but the fact is, eternal separation because of my actions, not because of Him, because of me. Now with this though, what am I witnessing to you? That Jesus came, for God so loved the world, He sent His only, begot only begotten Son, that whosoever believes, that means follow, adheres to, and sticks to, will have everlasting life. See, I've got everlasting I'm not going to get everlasting life. I have it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because He saved me. Mm -hmm. So what am I witnessing to you? I'm witnessing that I was, if, if you're not a believer, I was where you are, but I'm not there anymore mm -hmm. because I was lifted up and out by someone who paid a price I couldn't pay, mm -hmm. made a way I couldn't make, and is getting me out of what I deserve. Mm -hmm. So what I'm witnessing to you is that you don't have to be lost, but you have to accept Jesus for all that He is, who He is, mm -hmm. and do what He wants. And that's not because He's a tyrant. It's because He wants the best for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that, that is the witness. And like I said, I want to be more like Jesus because I was meant to be.
more than I allowed myself to be before Jesus. All right. Back to you, Brent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to finish on, on one last thing. And, uh, I think, uh, I think we do the one last thing probably three or four times, (laughs) but, uh, um, I'm not going to give you the answer. I'd like you to go, uh, check this out for yourself. But, um, if you're having, uh, if you're having trouble witnessing, um, I'm going to step, I might step on some toes here, but let's, let's just have a little bit of fun. Um, go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. In verses, in, in verse 8, uh, there's a list of eight things that does not enter the kingdom of God. Check out what, uh, what the first thing is that doesn't enter the kingdom. And then, go be a great witness. <laughs> So, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this episode. We hope you're having a great time. Please, um, if you got anything out of this, please like this video. Uh, share it if you feel so led. Um, and ask questions. Uh, we're, we're truly, uh, we're not doing this for our own egos. Uh, we're doing this to uh, try to be salt and light. And uh, we want to be able to, uh, to help people along on their path and uh, journey as well. So thank you so much. Uh, Put questions in the comment section and we'll get to them as soon as we can. God bless.